Yesterday, I graduated, and in this little life of mine ever-changing and subject to happenstance and the unpredictable, it has come to be one of the most memorable events thus far, but perhaps not in the ways you might expect. I woke up this morning, still tired from the long drive back home, somehow away from home as well, but awoken by the journey preceding that drive, a second childhood of four years, a life contained within a life, someone born in orientation to perish come graduation, some tangible ghost. And while I've often recorded conversations with others sitting in front of me, for those both near and far, I wanted to speak to myself and for myself in a way that most find abnormal and therefore many fear to do. I wanted to do this for my own sense of clarity, for the passage of time, absolutely for myself, as I reflect on the roads which led me here and the curious intersection they all seemed to find in a single day. I've known that I would have to say something, either for myself or for those listening, and perhaps both, for a long time. In life, we are told of our crossroads, rites of passage, and accomplishments, and in each, their meanings are simplified and spoon-fed. But I would rather speak for the observations of an uncertain heart. I've contemplated how to share these thoughts with these words for over a year, when I knew this podcast would occupy a substantial and significant portion of my life. I've never given any moment, interaction, or statement that much forethought. It seemed meaningful, however, to give this crossroads where I find myself with loved ones and peers the proper attention. I didn't know what I would say, and a part of me legitimately wonders if there are any perfect words for the poignant moments, anything new to lend to gateways old. But I think that in being genuine in our thoughts, we all have precisely that chance. And it is that path of being truly honest with oneself, and in some cases, one's world, that is only scary when untrodden, but pristine and surreal for the same reason. As I look back on my time here, I brush my hands against thousands of memories. The simultaneous and distinct prominence of each leaves me bewildered. To live a life here full of memory, to dwell among some of the most wonderful souls, is neither accomplishment nor miracle, but a reflection of humanity, free to learn, feel, and know itself in one and many. I realized, as I walked across a ceremonial stage in a state within a nation, in a large and often chaotic world, that I have never been more proud, not of a piece of paper, far more costly than anything I've ever held before, but of the scene before me and of those images unseen and elsewhere. I'm proud to count myself among some of the most brilliant, compassionate, and talented individuals I've ever met. And in these kind hearts and brilliant minds, in the promise of personalities worth living for, I have nothing but gratitude for their companionship, company, and influence. In this season of change, it is unclear to me what role I've had in shaping my life and my path. But I can see, as I did yesterday afternoon, what beautiful individuals are responsible for the voice and thoughts you're currently hearing. I can see too, despite the illusion in the mirror that I am singular, the composite of souls who have had a hand in mine. I am not the solitary figure reflected back at me, I am penned and shaped by all of them, by you. The people who have not only written my story, but those who have helped me to tell it. They have given me the words and the feelings behind them. They have given me everything. 
My home has not been a place or even a time, but the people who have kept me. So it is curious to me how little we point to this human lineage. We see biological lines instead of the vast web of community which makes us. Many people will thank parents and family members in these times of prominence and pride, but I am encouraged by what all of us share, by a family only fractionally present as I walked across a ceremonial stage in a world in the heart of my mind. It is a world I have watched for years. I look around and see its people, often unsure, ashamed, or beyond the point of believing in their own humanity. The world is full of those so afraid of losing that title they will strip it from others. How strange to see billions of us swarming, dividing into groups, nations, and orders, each trying to prove itself more human than all others. Yesterday I was not proud because I received some diploma, paper of my intellect or resolve, but because I felt profoundly human, all at once a cry, cheer, flawless, fractured essence. I am proud of what we are. I've been reminded, in walking the manicured veins of the campus these past few weeks, of a particular friend who once likened his graduation to a death of sorts, and while many would find the comparison macabre or dramatic, I would like to echo his thoughts. Some of us bargained for more time in this existential reverie, this convergence of friends, scholars, and often family. As graduates, we shudder at the end, evident from the beginning, oncoming, and unavoidable. Indeed, in foresight, many of us tremble at that which, in hindsight, challenges, defines, and becomes us. But in that momentous ceremony, like the years before it, we all shared in the transition and title it conferred, and we all received these diplomas, which some see as the tombstones of their glory days, rather than the birth certificates of future accomplishments and applications of experience. Which I say with a degree of self-skepticism. I have become increasingly convinced as I've shared personal thoughts with classmates in these past few weeks that your true worth as a person will not be contained to any piece of paper. So many of our systems in life, including language, I know, seek to impose limits on the limitless. Afraid of what we might truly become, we don the masks of mortal captives. But I have seen, especially in those who believe themselves young, inexperienced, and without direction, souls far older than faces betray, love and compassion that could only emerge from beautiful depths, carved by lifetimes and a constant trajectory woven by heartstrings. They are bearers of life. They are childlike in the force of feeling and adult in their expression. So as I depart from this strange demise, I know it reflects their tremendous living. And though we look upon death with great resentment, anger, and sorrow, anticipating the cruel smoke beyond the flame, I have felt something different in reflection. This flame is not extinguished, it blazes with memory. This death of sorts does not mark the absence of life, but its presence overflowing. I am awash in a sea of memories, and therefore an ocean of identity, thousands of individual names masquerading as one. In my gratitude for them and all they have given me, I believe it is fitting, the only proper response, to live a life worthy of the faith, trust, and time shared with me, not necessarily someone remembered, but someone worthy of their expectations, rising to meet those precursors of memory and love. I can only hope that the actual end of my story is as self-evident as this recent conclusion 
because you really don't have many chances to read through this vivid narrative. Life, the writing, will occupy most of your available time. There is, then, no mistaking the value of other authors all around us. Their variable vocabulary, rhythms, and thematic pursuits give invaluable perspective. So maybe you can make some meaning out of all of this, find thoughts and words to accompany them where I will not. After all, meaning isn't really out there in the world we share. That world is the product of the meaning we do or do not express. It is with us, among us, and waiting for self-discovery. And in my limited experience and youth, that self-discovery has proven irreplaceable. That light somehow bouncing off of itself, the life within you, is capable of bridging illogical gaps. Life may well be an act of blind creation, but it may also be the self reconstructing what it's already known, articulated at the proper moment. The love when we most need it, the answers in all obscurity. As an example, I did not contemplate my hasty agreement to a new friend nearly two years ago, which has led me to this time and these words. That ascent, much like this podcast title, seemed like products of the subconscious, unworthy of further contemplation or explanation. But I can see now that it was not a burst of trust but a seed planting itself, the elder whispering through the younger who could not have known this sense of purpose without that previous absence, one who needed a name befitting something human, both direct and meandering, but pointed ever forward, something meant to cast words into an uncertain space, inexplicably confident of their catching. Earlier this week, I had a similar encounter, dancing with time. I was allowed to read a poem with friends. I chose one written four years earlier, a poem that somehow describes much of what I am feeling. To the sounds of marching feet. I must go back, these years have held, great lives and final words all quelled, beat desperately the snow her sheet, all lost to the sounds of marching feet. In progress, all their proper ends, unto memories, your lifelong friends, those caught within the heavy net, or destined days so bravely met. With this, then, I might change it all. The seas must rise, the skies must fall. In one may lone survivor find, I leave no taken dead behind. Familiar loss, more frequent ache, their visits in a life may take, so clench your fists and beat closed doors, I speak, surviving son, of yours. So tear my life to stir, replace those caught within a mortal chase, to destiny, as sets things right, throw singeing flame and blinding light, the lone of forests ravaged weak, now stands a hope of beacons bleak, upon the remnants rests the woe, the only thing which here might grow. I've lost, I've made a grave mistake, the horror holds me faint awake, here all I ask, just take me back, my faith, my past, and all I lack. The marks, the scars, the broken glass, they cannot fade, they mustn't pass, leave bare upon the timeless slate, each ridge and groove a road to fate. Then grim, for not a hope remains, the slate of names is bled with stains, I see their disillusioned gaze, those trapped of time, deprived of days. So goes, as it has always been, each breath to bring, each beat begin, and intertwine to end and meet, all lost to the sound of marching feet.
I am certain in some things and doubtful of others. I recognize countless mistakes and choices that have brought me here. I think about the man I am becoming or the man who has become me. As if I weren't enamored enough of paradox, I see it throughout my life in these past four years. They have shown me brutal, cold, and gripping loneliness over which I won't feign any grandiose victories. They have also brought me some of the most fulfilling, promising, and worthwhile friendships I know I will ever enjoy. But both were opportunities for tremendous learning, which poses another paradox. Every fact that I learn seems to expose twice as many gaps in knowledge, or challenges information previously held as fact. For all that I have gained, I am fortunately reminded that I truly know nothing. The ignorant boy who went to that school leaves now only aware of his state of ignorance, and with all paid for one's education, an investment which seems to beg for promising return, I hope that I can validate all that has been done, everything that has been sacrificed. In the lives surrounding mine, I see how to best do this. So when they congratulated my classmates yesterday on what they had done, I find it more appropriate to commemorate what they continue to do on a daily basis to encourage life, exploration, sincerity, and kindness. Not what they have been, but what they are becoming, what they will always be. This was just a moment, a pause for those living in fervent perpetuity. Because of them, I know that life is more than some unpredictable span of breath and pulse. Living creates stories riding on the border between legacy and destiny, and in my limited time, I know how lucky I have been, one story colored by countless others. So here, at the end of a curious hybrid of childhood and adulthood, I am consumed by this gratitude. For you. For your attention, your time, but most of all, for your humanity. Capable of great destruction and tremendous creation, carriers of light and darkness, knowledge and censorship, cacophony and harmony, ultimately I believe capable of great change, decision, and self-determination. I don't know how you feel about our species. Perhaps we don't even know one another. But after all I have learned, everything I continue to learn, I believe in the human. I believe in those who have shown me compassion, wisdom, and the world both can create. And in doing so, my great fortune. I am surrounded by brave, selfless, and spectacular souls, and in this, I am not alone. And that thought gives me more peace than any other I could possibly imagine.